They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. There's so much to learn and so much being revealed in these post-resurrection appearances presented to us in Eastertide. None so brimming as this walk on the road to Emmaus. The more we think, pray, and read about Luke's simple but powerful description of this walk with Jesus, the more we can learn about the church and the more we can learn about ourselves. The true nature of the church, the grounding of the church in the scriptures, how God's grace comes to us, where we're supposed to be, and what we're supposed to be doing as Christians, it's all laid out for us in that one walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus. When I read this account, which only appears in the Gospel according to St. Luke, I find myself more than a little jealous of Cleopas and whoever the other disciple was. They were able to walk all day long with Jesus. The Gospel describes the scene this way. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. The story continues. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. Now think about that. Can you imagine being part of a Bible study led by Jesus? Here we have the Word of God interpreting the Word of God. If you get into a Bible study like that, don't open your Bible. You don't need to. The Word is already revealed to you. Now, some of us may be in a state with our personal faith that's not ideal. Maybe we need a good Bible study. A good number of us also wonder about the state of the faith in the church and how the faith is being presented by the church. If we do wonder about that and we're confused about these things, God knows that the church has given us good reasons to be confused. This can raise in us this confusion it can raise in us fundamental questions about our discipleship. We might even wonder about who we are, really, as Christians. How do we grow in the faith? What is our purpose? What's the nature of this church into which we've placed the care of our souls? Well, I think we get, get, I think we get answers to these basic questions of our faith revealed to us on the road to Emmaus, on that walk, and at the table that evening. Every part of our faith can be strengthened and deepened when we're on the road to Emmaus. 
Some of the answers to these crucial questions are answered by seeing how the faith is grounded in the scriptures, how the grace of faith is necessarily imparted through material means, how the faith is not intended to be kept to ourself, and how the faith of the church has for us a spiritual, that is, an eternal end. So for the Christian disciple, the faith is four things, according to this walk with Jesus. The faith is scriptural, it's sacramental, it's evangelical, and it's eschatological. In other words, it determines where you and I will be for eternity. That's a lot, but it's all there from Emmaus to Jerusalem. Let's go for a similar walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus and back again and see what this appearance of Jesus has for us. Scriptural. What is it that Jesus is teaching to his disciples but the scriptures? The gospel says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, that's the Old Testament, because that's what he had, all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. The faith that we believe must be scriptural, because it's in the scriptures that contain the Word of God, Jesus. Jesus is taking the Old Testament scriptures for these disciples and interpreting those Old Testament scriptures in light of the bodily resurrection, his bodily resurrection that just happened that day. What do the Old Testament scriptures say now that Jesus is bodily raised from the dead? That's the Bible study. We need a faith grounded in the Bible. Even today, as faithful Anglicans, we are to use the scriptures as the ultimate authority in the church and as the rule of faith. Notice that Jesus teaches the breadth of the Old Testament scriptures all the way from Emmaus to Jerusalem. Sacramental. The gospel continues. When Jesus was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished out of their sight. So the faith we Christians have is generated and fed only by the grace of God. That grace surely and certainly can be imparted to us through material means, the sacraments. Jesus is revealed clearly to the disciples when he broke the bread and a true reflection of what he declared just days earlier at the Last Supper. If we want to be followers of Jesus and come to know him deeply in our hearts and souls, we are going to have to take part in the sacramental life of the church. How many times have we heard this? I'm a spiritual person, but I don't go to church. Or, 
How many times have you heard this? I don't see the need for the church because I can be spiritual. Evidently, from our supper in Emmaus, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to really know him, the disciples must be part of the community that is Christ's body and blood. The grace of the Holy Spirit that is at one with Christ comes from Christ's body in the breaking of the bread. The spiritual person will only receive that by being in communion with the chief celebrant of communion, Jesus Christ. Evangelical, or I like to say evangelical. The Christian disciple, even from the first day of the resurrection, is intended to be everywhere. The very next appearance of the resurrected Jesus, after the road to Emmaus, the very next appearance is back in Jerusalem, the same day. After the two Emmaus appearances, Jesus is in Jerusalem telling ten disciples this. Thus it is written, notice, written, there are the holy scriptures, thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer on the third day, rise again from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. That's why they're back in Jerusalem. This great gospel news is intended to reach all over the world. The church's work is to have the world know that turning to God will mean freedom, from their sins and will lead to a life forever with the risen Christ. How often is the church confused by not having that good news? What is the good news? First, repentance and forgiveness. That needs to be the church's priority. It can't be confused. So many times members of the church set aside the fundamental reason of Christ's coming, dying on the cross, and rising again. And they replace it, they replace that good news with what they think ought to be the church's top priority. They will list all kinds of actions that the church should be taking in place of true repentance, and then insist that those actions be, pre be preached in lieu of the gospel of forgiveness and repentance. Responses by the church to contemporary issues of social and political issues ought to be the result of hearts and souls that are first converted and not the cause of the Christian's conversion. Seeing, knowing, and believing that Jesus is indeed risen from the dead and finding that in his breaking of the bread caused those two Emmaus disciples to go back to Jerusalem. And not to just go back to Jerusalem, it caused them to run back to Jerusalem. That is because the word to be preached needs to be spread all over the world. The good news of writing social and political issues will follow and flourish if the good news of forgiveness and eternal life are driving the church. 
eschatological. That means what's going to happen to us? Where do we go when we die? Where is the church going to be ultimately? The road to Emmaus has an answer. At the end of the day, people overuse that phrase these days, at the end of the day, but I mean literally, at the end of the day, in Emmaus, the road to Emmaus has an answer. The disciples must have known that the church in this world exists ultimately for a spiritual purpose. It takes a spiritual event, Christ celebrating the Eucharist and then disappearing. The the purpose is ultimately spiritual. Disciples like us are to be with Christ now so we can be with him in heaven. The gospel continues. When Jesus was at table with them, he took bread and blessed and broke it, gave it to them, and then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he he vanished from their sight. We have joy and comfort while we are here in the world, knowing and believing that Jesus Christ is always with us. We don't ever have to be without him now. He is here in both spiritual and material presence of his body and blood. We don't have to go find ourselves. Jesus Christ finds us on our roads to Emmaus. He'll find us and he'll show us who we truly are. He's going to give us what we need to be the disciples in his church. He is going to give us the grace of forgiveness now and put us on the way to salvation. If we follow him and stay with him on our roads to Emmaus, we can ultimately be with him forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.